Genesis 6, 4. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bare children unto them, the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. Today is episode 29, the Nephilim, giants or demons? Let's get to the bottom of that. Dice Man Enterprises exclusively presents a talk show that will get to the bottom of things once and for all. And now here's your host for Let's Get to the Bottom of That, Three Weirdos on a Mic. Come on in, boys. The water's fine. Welcome into another episode of Let's Get to the Bottom of That. I'm Byron Dyes, your host. With me, I got Jason. Yo, yo, yo. And Mike. What's up? Is in studio. What's up, fellas? What's, What's going up? On? Well, today is a good one. We've been excited for this one since we put it on the catalog. The Nephilim. True. Yep. We've been wanting to talk about this one for a while. And also, we have in studio a world-renowned, a men, men of renown. Yeah. Um, this guy is all over the place yeah. in the world of Nephilim. This is Jacob Russell. So, thank you, guys. Yes. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for yes. inviting me. Well, loose, do we have anything very to... Loose, very loose with that title there. What? Hope we don't check receipts. Oh, we should. <laughs> we don't. Um, we know Jacob from going to church. I met Jacob uh, about two or three years ago, met at church, and uh, we just hit it off. And we talk about, he's a guy that likes to talk about weird stuff, just like we do. Yep. The three weirdos on the mic, he's that guy as well. And since he had a lot of knowledge, when I brought the, uh, the subject of Nephilim up, I was like, hey, let's get this dude on the show. He's going to bring a lot to the table. This is my first time um, getting like in depth with this topic. Really? Yeah, I have a friend that that kind of overviews it with me all the time because he's really into it. I just go, eh, it's not important to me. <laughs> but then he told me cool stories like the one with the Navy SEALs in the caves, caves and stuff, and I thought it was pretty cool. That's yeah. a good story. Yeah, that is. It's really. I mean, it's a wild ride. I'm. I've always been a huge history nerd, and then my church in my hometown, we had a, a another pastor speaking, and he started talking about. He was actually going through that verse in Genesis 6 and brought up Nephilim and brushed over it quickly, but said, when he said they, they were the same, became the mighty men, which of old, the men of renown. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it just, it clicked. I was like, man, I wonder if that's like Greek gods, Roman gods, like, were they made up? Is there something behind that? And it, it just started a rabbit hole. And it's, yeah. just, it's been eye-opening. I think a lot of people that that know a lot about this topic have different views. And we, we've talked about this before us two or us three about like the origins of Genesis and stuff like that. And so it's going to be interesting how you tie that all in right. with, uh, with the uh, Nephilim. Well, yeah. I will say this, we'll start at a high level and then we'll start digging deep. Uh, specifically the reason we wanted to bring in and I brought in the intro with Genesis six, four is because that's where it came from. Now I think the uh, King James version does a disservice when they translated the word giant, because in the original Hebrew, that is actually Nephilim. So I think sometimes King James messes up translations. So yeah, I don't know why we, I, I don't either, but <clears throat> anyway, we know that the Nephilim were giants. And I think uh, I'm going to read a quote here from Douglas L. Well, which will kind of sum up what we're going to talk about today. Uh, and this is what I believe is, 
I believe this is fact. The Nephilim were a gigantic offspring that resulted from the union of the fallen angels, which were quoted the daughters of men, that grew into a tremendous stature and possessed of a titanic arrogance and the will to power that rivaled that of their satanic fathers. Now, the satanic fathers were, of course, the sons of God, which were mentioned in Genesis 4. These were called the Watchers. There was about 200 angels that came down. They got kicked out. They were called the Watchers. Okay. Okay, I've been reading that. Enoch mentions the Watchers. Came down to Mount Hermon. Yep, Mount Hermon. That's important. And uh, that's kind of where we're starting. That's where we're starting with this, this topic of the Nephilim. Um, and that's really what I believe is because... The, the whole goal of this thing that happened was what God prophesied to Adam when he said, the woman's seed is going to destroy you. And so what does Satan have to do? He has to destroy that seed, and this is exactly what he tried to do. Now, if you think about it. That seed being the bloodline. That's right. Fallen angels, if you think about it, mated with fallen humans. Okay. That's important. They were both fallen <laughs> creations. Um, so when you put that together, you get what we see was was the Nephilim. So kind of piggybacking on that, I've heard different um, ideas that the angels that that had sex with um, the humans, yeah. they were, and there's another theory too, that, that Adam and Eve weren't the first humans and that there was humans before. Have you ever heard that, Jacob? I have that heard that There was humans theory. before that, and but God took Adam and Eve and put them in the garden. And there were human beings outside of the garden that were living on the earth, and those are the the people that they um, that Nephilim. the yeah Nephilim came in and had sex with. That's one idea that I've heard. So I I mean I, I don't know what to believe. Like you believe something, like you you know it. I don't know too well, much. I just to, to, I, get, I, to get a good idea, yeah. but like this is this is what I think I just happened. well I read Genesis six four, and that is the conclusion I come from. Right. What the other paragraph I just read from mm-hmm. Douglas L. That is the conclusion I get. And when I read that, I go, what is, <laughs> what is going on? Wait is a minute. Sons of God, wait a minute. What's going yeah. on? And, and see, here's the other thing. People get tripped up on the sons of God in, in that verse. But you can also go to other scripture mentioned in Job several times. The sons of God went before the throne and Satan went with them. So it's obviously talking about angels that went before the throne to talk to God about whatever he's going to talk about. So sons of God is no mystery of, yes. is this an angel? Is it not an angel? No, they were angels. Yeah, synonymous angels. with angels. Yeah. yeah. No, they're, they're, there's some old tradition that will try to say those sons of, of God are, are like the higher class, the high society people. A lot of different ways they'll try to write that off. Um, and then Jason, to what you were saying, you'll hear a lot too, that it's the line of Seth. Mm-hmm. That's, that's who fell and then made it with the watchers. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that that's that's another. I was reading yeah, in, in that, this yeah. book that the that was a whole theory that is kind of they want to debunk that because it doesn't kind of line up with the, mm-hmm. the timeline. I think I think one of the cool and crazy parts is, and when you read it, is the access they had is because they played within the the confines and the rules that God created with. Right? They didn't come down and, and rape the women. They came down and entered into marriage. They entered into a covenant. It was an agreement. The people had to agree to it. They offered them knowledge. War, tools, yeah. alchemy, you name it. Mm-hmm. Debauchery, right? Different ways to pleasure yourself. <clears throat> yeah, they weren't coming down just raping and pillaging. No, it, it was an offer. 
It was an offer in the same genuine sense on how people got married back in the day. You, you, you paid a price for the woman. You offered something for her hand in marriage. Mm-hmm. And then it became a power play. So, so that's why God couldn't really intervene because it, within the constraints and confines of the world he created, they did everything they were supposed to do. And if you read scripture, it goes on to say that God didn't intervene until he heard the cries of men. Until he heard, he heard the cries of men of his creation saying, God, where are you? At that point, he could come back in. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and this is a good this is a good point here. When humans mated with fallen when fallen humans mated with fallen angels, the result was a counterfeit quote son of God. That was what they were trying to do. It, it's a direct uh, it's a direct difference from what Yeshua did for us. That was the original. That was the son of God that was supposed to crush the <laughs> the seed. But it's because they can't create life because right. They're not God. So they wanted to counterfeit it. They have to. Hey, let's make our own and destroy it. And that's why God was so angry but if, when, the, when, the, when the flood happened. How far in the book of Enoch are you? Oh, I'm, um, gosh, about this far. It's so, a big book. So, yeah, no, no. Well, I mean, so you're, I, I, you're, you're probably past the point where, like, the watchers see how bad the Nephilim are, like how crazy the world's getting, that it's just basically it's raping and pillaging each other. Mm-hmm. And the watchers yeah. genuinely there, yeah. didn't want that to happen. They wanted power, but they didn't want to destroy everything. So they go to Enoch, and they're like, please go to God and apologize on our behalf. Please, 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 we're sorry. And the, and the watchers are the, the, the original the fallen angels. Fallen. Okay. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. They, they don't know how to create life. They're jacking right. around with stuff. They don't know right. what they're doing. Experimenting so they're creating stuff, all kinds of giants. Weird things. All kinds of cameras, all kinds of, you yeah. know, minotaurs, you name it. Yeah. Stuff they have no business playing with because they're tainting the bloodline. Wow. So they sent Enoch to go talk to God like, hey, help. We, we've screwed up. We, minotaurs? We've gone too far. Does centaurs, that that minotaurs. There? They're mentioned in, in the, are they really? Not in the Bible specifically. But in the book? In the book of Enoch? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. They are, really? Yeah. Well, that's all, where all, all this Greek creatures. mythology comes from. Is is from these wild stories that happen. I was about to say that it, it wasn't just he's made up stuff. It reminds me of the. Have you guys watched the, the movie Immortals? Mm-hmm. Like when yes. you see like the Greek Gog battle against um, what were they called? The, the demigods. The demi- yeah, no, they were, they're half. They were, yeah, the demigod guys. They're half the human titans, and half against the titans. titans. That like that fight. That's what I think about. Like how that would happen. And like, a lot of times so, they called the giants titans. So so the titans would be the watchers. And, oh, okay. And when they're retelling that story, and then the gods of Olympus would be the Nephilim, the, the men of renown, who oh. overtook the Watchers to become the powerful entity on Earth. Oh. And that's what you'll see in every religion story and right, how they right, tell right. that. That's them beating out their parents, the Watchers. But in reality, the, the flood, and when they go to Enoch, God comes back and he's like, no, I, I have to destroy them to, to protect my creation. Your mm. punishment is that you have to watch it. Mm. So he makes the Watchers watch as he destroys all of the giants, he flood, destroys everything, gets them away, and then he locks the watchers down yep. into the gates of hell. Right. They're, so they're basic, bound. It's basically the same story. They're yeah. bound. That's what I'm saying. Right it's, now. It's, wow. it fits the, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Everyone retells the same story over and over, but it all boils back and comes back to the same thing. Interesting. Yeah. The only Messing one that's up slightly creation. different is typically Christianity is because we believe in the Messiah. So ours is the alternate route, while yeah. theirs is all deifying and, and personifying. Right, right, right. Yeah, they've got a God for everything. And power yeah. and lust. We're, we're supposed to literally go the opposite way. And that's why you see Christianity as the only alternative religion when it comes to retelling that story of creation right. and how that power has shifted. Mm, it's crazy. crazy. That's and amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. You said that because that mythology, um, each, each God they why, have, why are those religions no longer around each God that they have? Like for instance, the God of war, they're like, 
oh, okay, I don't feel so bad. There's Very a God of ours. war that's, yeah. okay, I'm supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. God of uh, whatever, love. Oh, okay, there's a God over this, so well, it's okay to do this. That's what makes the, the, the Bible so cool, in my opinion, and why I've enjoyed studying this out, because it's made a lot of the other parts of the Bible come alive. Mm-hmm. Like when Jesus takes Peter and, and his disciples to Caesarea Philippi, like that's literally back in the day, that's where the cult of Pan operated. Yeah. That was called the gates of hell. So he that. stood mm-hmm. in front of the perceived, the, the literal gates, gates of, of hell, hell. Yeah. and proclaimed his church in front of it, basically slapping Pan in the face. Dude, I, I was reading upon that um, a few months ago. and He does it multiple times. He does it multiple times, yeah. and what's interesting, and he did that in front of like the Greeks too. So he was, he was telling his followers in so many different ways that I'm going to do this and also this and also to the Greeks, hey, also, I'm overcoming your your mm-hmm. your mythology, right? Which is here. awesome because when you think about it, like when he went down into the gates of hell, he literally like looked him in the face and got a call him on it. He was like, "Hey, in three days, like you guys understand what's about hey, to happen." Hey, like, you remember when y'all were trying to mess that seed thing up? Right? Like, yeah, he gets to just own it. I'm here, <laughs> but it's cool because like even you go into the Old Testament with David, where he talks about pouring your cup to overflowing. You know, there's a lot of people who tie that back into. Uh, you go all the way back to ancient Egypt, Mesopotamia. They put food and drinks in there with the dead because that's what they needed to sustain life in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Well, if they need men to fill theirs up, but God is filling ours to overflowing, that would reason to me that he's giving us eternal life, whereas they're dependent on something to keep their life active. Mm-hmm. So even that goes back to kind of being a slap in the face. And it meant something to people at the time that he would fill their cup to overflowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it was deeper to them. It meant everlasting life. They saw something beyond just, okay, it's spilling over. You know right. what I mean? Right. Interesting. I have a couple questions as it pertains to uh, the Nephilim. Do they always have red hair? Wait. <laughs> that's what they say. That's what they say. I've never heard that. Any, anyone that's been found has red hair and two rows of teeth. And that's, two rows of teeth? Mm-hmm. And six fingers. Twelve yeah. toes. That's yeah, right, yeah. Sounds like my cousin. <laughs> yeah. Are you from Arkansas? <laughs> I know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's truly what they say, though. And they, that's, you know, anyone they've supposedly found or seen has been found mm-hmm. the same way. And you go back to, so just to throw more random on it, like Papua New Guinea. Mm-hmm. There's not white people there, right? right that's right, not right. the native tribe. Yeah. But the cult there worships themselves. They paint themselves white and dye their hair red. And then that's who the god they worship was a white-skinned, red-haired giant. And so if you look at the knots and the way they tie their hair, even in that, they would dye that red too. And if you can see, they still have some of the old statues that haven't completely discolored where mm-hmm. the hair is red on it. Mm. Those used to be white statues with red hair, just like the Nephilim, just like the giants that were seen worldwide. Wow. And this would make more, this would make sense. This makes more sense to me when it pertains to like aliens. Like this is like everything that we see on earth that has like ancient history, ancient archaeology, we see like, oh, it's <clears throat> aliens or aliens. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe it's this. Exactly. And there's, it a, whole exactly. Line, there's a whole line of teaching that, that tells you that the devil is going to utilize the, the, the disguise of aliens to introduce his demonic forces and beings onto the earth and will accept it as normal because it's an alien invasion and they haven't killed us yet. We don't realize it's hell on earth if Mm -hmm. you will it's literally a demonic invasion or or what have you but there's a a whole line of teaching that within the next few years if you believe this is the end times or whatever that towards that time they're going to introduce us and they've already started kind of by ufo videos and releasing things and 
Operation you know. Bluebeam. So yeah. what, oh, what, yeah. what would it do to your faith if aliens were real? That's, uh, dude, that's a question that I ask my wife all the time, and we have that conversation. Yeah. What? what would it do? Is your faith that weak that it would, would it break it and your whole Christian worldview just crumble at that point? Oh, wow. My, God, my God's still greater. I mean, we serve Elohim, like the greatest one, like in any retelling of history you, you see. I mean, to me, it's, it's fascinating. I think it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. You know, yeah, whether I or not they're <coughs> real or whether or not it, that's it a should, counterfeit. It shouldn't the break the faith. It shouldn't, no. I yeah. mean, okay. Because okay. of, because because of what wait, you wait, just wait. said. It's a Hail Mary. The, I think the <laughs> yeah. trip up is when things happen like that, if they did, because it's not in the Bible. Right. People yeah. get tripped up. So when you get those, when you get those, like. An those, alien, that's not in the Bible. My faith's gone. Have you read yeah. Revelation? <laughs> right. Anything yeah. in Revelation Have you seen those perceived as an alien on earth. Sure. Wings like, with easily. eyes on them? Easily. What are you talking about? But here's the thing. Like mm-hmm. when you get those, do- the dogmatic Christians, yeah. the dogmatic conservative Christian theology, where they're like, if it's not in the, if it's not in the Bible from front to back, and it's not interpreted this, this an American um, Christian viewpoint perspective, then then it's not real. It's not, it's if not. If you don't believe Look, in the supernatural, that, you don't, your faith that, is fold up. I'm not saying you don't believe. I just mean you're not getting the fullness you, out of what you right, can right. get if you do I not agree. believe Jesus in the Jesus was the faith. best representative of what you just said. Because before he knelt down and spit in the mud and put it on somebody's eyes, that wasn't in the Bible. Yeah. So what do you do with that, Mr. Dogmatic? Mm-hmm. Right. No, they called him a heretic. You know what I'm saying? A blasphemer. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's the thing. Like that We're seeing that today, though. We're seeing where we get, we get, we're stuck in between these two, these two positions where if it's not interpreted this yeah. way and it's not an American viewpoint perspective of, of the Bible, then it, it's, they're wrong. And it's, it's, oh, dude, it's the same argument in politics. It's yeah. a loose or a strict translation yeah. of the Constitution. And then, boom, you're one side or the other. It's the Bible is the same way for Christians. Yeah. You either loose or a strict reading of the Bible, right. boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And then you just, it's a schism that the devil just drives. Yeah, he loves every, it. Oh, dude, it's, and that's why the, de- that's why Jesus repeatedly, I know we're talking Nephilim, but that's why he repeatedly says to live for peace, live, be unoffendable. Don't let people get to you. Drive peace, drive peace. Unity, unity, unity. Because mm-hmm. the devil always lives in that gap. Okay. And as the end times come, that gap is going to get greater because the, wider and wider. the crazier is going to get crazier. I don't know bad English there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say, I'm gonna read this and then I'm gonna ask you a question. But first, I'm gonna say this because this is interesting. Talking about the Watchers that that got bound up and they're currently in chains right now, and they're like in a dark place. Welcome to the family. I believe that spirits, demons, whatever you want to call them, are disembodied Nephilim, okay? Now, they saw what happened to the Watchers. How do I know that? Because there was a demon that came up onto Jesus. His name was Legion. Mm-hmm. And he said, what the heck are you doing? What, is it? Are you here to throw us before the time? They knew there was a place Mm-hmm. About to that they have up. seen other people like themselves go to like, Oh, wait a minute. Are, is it time now for that? What the thing that you did to the what? what? And that they were really, they freaked out over it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very interesting. And Jesus handled it and said, well, whatever, just getting these swine these pigs and, and then, Hey, go in the ocean yeah. where you, where you belong. I don't know what happened to them, but they're still roaming around. So anyway, all, all, all demons are disembodied. Nephilim? I think so. That's okay. His, yeah. I I mean, how else? A, a lot of people have. I've always been taught that they were the fallen angels, the ones that got kicked out. But that doesn't make sense to me. It's repeatedly that, stated that they're locked up. Y- yeah, 
Right. Are, it makes God. more sense that they came down to do something against God's creation and then God handled well, that. And there's a, a whole line of teaching, too, that there's a second fall that would lead to a lot of those demons as well. Yeah. And that's the Tower of Babel. Yes. Because you can read in Scripture where Christ, and this, this you'll find within every other mythology as well, where it gets to a point where they divide up the nations yep. and divide up the world amongst the, the rulers, even in Olympia, in Mount Olympus, or the Greek, or in Rome. Um, that's what they did in the Tower of Babel is there was another fall there where God's like, yeah. all right, you, you, it's going to be like this. Here's my people. Here's yours. Here's yours. Here's yours. Here's yeah, yours. Yeah. Then he talks again in Psalms about, hey, that decision back there that I made, you guys fumbled that bad. Mm-hmm. Bad, <laughs> like bad. So I'm going to judge you for it when I come back. And so he call, he puts them on call on notice and he lets them know in Psalms, like that decision way back there with the tower of Babel. When I said you could lead my creation and my people, it was a test. You guys failed miserably. You did the same thing the watchers did back in the day. So you're going to be judged the same way when I come back. And yeah. so, he, so a lot of, there's a whole line of teaching of that at that second fall and within that. It, yeah it created a whole nother uh, a line or a whole nother uh, army uh, of demons, if you will. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to read this and then I'm going to throw a, um, I'm going to throw a, a, a graphic up on the screen just to give you a timeline. So according to the first book of Enoch, one Enoch, 200 watcher class angels landed on Mount Hermon in the days of Jared. Time out real quick. One Go. Thing, just to tie this into your old stuff and make it really weird. <laughs> U, U, UN has a base at the top of Mount Hermon. Right, the UN. What? The UN does. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, wait. I got to let that sink in for a sec. Yeah. That's fascinating. I thought you, were, I thought you guys would like wait that. Wait a minute. Yeah. The UN mm. has, has See, a base. See, I know the Nephilim are still around. At the top of Mount Hermon. They're just not Herman. giants. I anyway. mean, it, it all makes, it ties into everything. The, I, the, I knew you had to love that. It and does. That's, dude, look it up on Google Maps. Ooh, it'll take you straight to Do you to think it. there's some of the giants even still around? Uh, no, there's no giants. I think there's the word. seed. There are still giants living within Mount uh, Yes. That's, I don't know that because I haven't seen them. Have you not seen Shaq? <laughs> He's huge, true. bro. He's a, dude, a giant. Hey, look. Bro, if giants are bigger than him, I want no part. Like, props to David. Um, dear God. <laughs> okay. In the days of Jared, they mated with women who gave birth to massive offspring known as the Nephilim. Those wicked creatures killed each other off within 500 years. Then their parents, the Watchers, were judged. The question is, did the angels continue to mate with women after that? Mm. That's the question. Um, let's, let me just throw this up. This is kind of a, a graphic of what a scale, if you will, of what we're dealing with. I mean, people really don't understand. They think they found Og's bed. Right. Y'all know that, right? So there's Found Goliath. It. He was 12 and 18. He was he was an Og. Of, so, and there's the, the regular guy down there, six-foot guy. But could you imagine going up against something like that? I mean, can you if you if this was if these people were walking the earth, you can imagine now how these stories got conflated to what we hear today. With Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah, stuff like that. All the all the mythology that we mm-hmm. got from Greece. I had no idea, ju- just for the visual here for the listeners, it gets up to 36 feet. <laughs> Mike's face is like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, so, yeah, everything I was reading was like, okay, we found a skeleton that was, you know, 10 to 12 feet, something like that. So, they're, 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 you know, if you go along that, thine, uh, that line of thought and believe they got to that size, not a lot of people do. Some do. It's just like anything the longer they did it, it bred out. Yeah. Okay. That, those genes of gigantism bred out. So they, they gradually got shorter. Then you get into like the age of the Old Testament. Um, and this is one of my favorite fun facts about it. 
the whole book of Joshua, like Joshua's terrified. Yeah. When he gets the mantle from Moses, mm-hmm. he's utterly terrified because he knows what's coming. Like that's when God's like, fear not for the your Lord God goes before you. Yeah. yeah. Because he's about to lead him. Like it's crazy too if you look at the map. For them to be out there 40 years wondering, like he took them around and he eliminated, he eliminated every last living piece of Nephilim blood. Of, of giants, every race. The, if you go through the book of yeah. Joshua, the only ones he said to destroy men, women, and cattle. That's had, funny that you had, that had, had Nephilimic blood in them, had giants still in their camps. So that's the only reason, because he could have gone straight there and been there in a couple of years. But he specifically took Joshua, and that's why Joshua knew what was coming. He's like, oh, dear God. Uh, yeah. Fear not. I got this. Just listen to me the whole way. So you're saying... Trust me. So you're saying, right, you're saying during the time... Joshua was around, Moses was around, um, the the parting of the Red Sea, there were still like there were still like encampments of yes. these yes. big folks. Yeah. Well yeah. I mean, I mean how Goliath, do you think pyramids Goliath got was there somewhere? How do you think pyramids yeah, got but it like, was after that point? How do you think pyramids were built? But I, I get that like but like, you know, Goliath's one out of, you know, they they mentioned 10, three specifically. Goliath and his brother are both mentioned in the Bible as yeah. giants. And right. there's another one mentioned around that time. Mog or Og and Magog were both mentioned as giants. Anything listed as a Rephraim, which translates right. to giants. But the question is, I didn't know there were there's so many of them. Like let's so say you go to a mm. settlement um, you know, down the way and there's just a village of them. And I mean, think it, about it. When that, Joshua came back, when he when he went and looked at the Can- the Canaan Canaanites, uh-huh. and he came back and said, "We look like grasshoppers, dude." It's, it's almost primal. I mean, why would he the say that? There's an alpha pack leader. The why would he one, say that? And then and okay, then they get and shorter. The, out. And okay. Yeah. So if you look like in a, even in the Native American tellings of it, sure. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember which one. It's a famous one. Oh shoot! They went to fight one of the chiefs, and the chief was over nine feet tall. Mm. And then his son came out for the battle and was over 11 feet tall. And they were talking about the giants of, of the planes that they were battling and how much bigger they were. And so the son was going to take over. But I mean, it just, yeah, there, there were multiple heights all, all through okay. it, but still not up to that 36 feet. But they were, bush, they, were, feet. they were much smaller right. than what they were then. Yeah, I, I can't. And they were more them. prevalent. Hmm? Well, I mean, yeah, if you're within those ancestral bloodline genes, yeah. yeah I mean, well, yeah, you're going to domi- you're gonna get the dominant I was just saying like there's one or two or three, and there's oh, like a like little Like even the well, Lovelock Caves, I mean, yeah. there was a ton Talk of Talk about that real quick. Yeah. The Lovelock Caves. We're kind of off subject, yeah. I mean, it's not off subject, but yeah, it's still on we're it. rabbit holing. It's on topic for <laughs> Nephilim. So basically, the um, Native Americans um, in Nevada, where Lovelock Cave is located, they were at war once upon a time, with a tribe of Nephilim, basically. And they actually drove all the Nephilim into Lovelock Cave, and then they basically set a huge bonfire at the mouth of the cave and basically killed a whole bunch of them with smoke inhalation, and then the ones that did, like, run out, they all just, you know, died in a hail of arrows and stuff like that. And then there was an archaeological dig in there where they found, you know, (coughs) massive sandals and, like, Things that giants would use, basically. Yes. <laughs> Just like giant things. Right. And, <laughs> Big um, giant spoon. Yeah, and allegedly found some giant skeletons as well, some, like, mummified, gigantic skeletal remains yeah. that were, like, 10 to 12 feet long. So just, like, huge people. Yeah. yeah. What's amazing is they allowed themselves to get killed, thrown into a cave. Yeah. Maybe they're just chilling. Maybe they, don't, maybe they don't want to hurt anybody anymore yeah, at that time in Nevada. Yeah. They just want to be chilled. Yeah. I want to grow my crops. Yeah. Why are y'all messing my stuff up? 
I mean, scripture says they were there on the days before the flood and after. Y- yes. You know? mm. And if you go back to, I mean, I'll, we'll just keep going down the rabbit hole. If you go back to some of your favorite world travelers and historians growing up that we learned about, like Ferdinand Magellan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sir Francis Drake, all of those guys. Almost every single one of them reported giants on the new lands that they came to. So we're taught all the cool stuff about the lands they found, but they leave out the fact that they found giants there. Magellan, massive. He in Patagonia, he's he he was one mm-hmm. of like four different yeah people who got there, and they were like, "Hey, Magellan wasn't lying. There really are giants here." Mm-hmm. Like that happened all the time. So we're taught history and world conquest, but we're rarely talked about what they found there. And to me, that's always it, it strikes me kind of odd. Are we not mature enough? Are we not what what aspect are you trying to keep hidden? If we're taught everything, but that part because forever we're just taught that white people came over here and killed native americans and native americans were just peacefully living here amongst themselves until we came over here mm-hmm. right like you don't hear about any of the other battles or conquest or anything going on back in those days yeah. right it's just it's very the narrative seems very controlled at times one yeah. way or the other however it's going to go yes um yeah, they so don't, they don't yeah they don't talk about how uh asian like asia minor and asia they traveled down through Alaska territory, Canada territory, and came into, uh, you know, North America. And that's kind of how, like, the uh, Native Americans came to be. And, I mean, think about how every every old cave, or not cave, uh, pyramid and stuff has the same design, even though it's, this one's in Mexico, this one's in Cambodia, this one's in Egypt, this one's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, why that shape? How do they all have that same idea and that same concept and that same technology and building shape? Yeah, Graham Hancock was talking about that. I watched that show that you recommended. Yeah. Man, it's so good. Yeah. It's fascinating. Ancient Apocalypse on Netflix, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I started it, actually. It's really good. It's cool. Sorry, rabbit hole. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I think we're good. Um, I was just throwing up... um, a graphic of kind of the uh, this I'm reading this book by um, and I'll put all the show notes in our blog on bottom of that.com uh, and you can get all these references and I'll put these graphs up here too. But um, this is a book uh, by uh, Rob. Uh, let me get his name here. Um, Rob Sikba. And um, he's basically uh he basically showed this graph and he calls it the Genesis six experiment. And a lot of people don't realize how many years go by, but when you're reading the Bible, it almost seems like things happen very fast when you're, when you're reading scripture, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, but I'll quickly go over this. If we compare, like if you read, like I'm reading right now, I'm reading um, Jasher, uh, the book of Jasher and uh, I'm reading the book of Enoch and when you synchronize those together and you compare it with Genesis 6, 1 and 2, um, when it says in those days, it's a reference to the days of Jared. And Jared was Noah's great-great-grandfather. Pre-Diluvian. Yep. When the 200 watchers, which is the sons of God, came down, made it with daughters, Moses makes the statement that they were also around after that. So when you read after that, you're like, well, what is he talking about? Um, this is where many scholars think he's writing about the days of Noah that preceded the flood, which came after the days of Jared, which is Noah's great-grandfather. The Genesis 6 experiment took roughly 3,550 B.C. In Enoch 10.10, it says, the first generation of Nephilim were completely destroyed within 500 years, which brings us roughly to 
3050 to around 3000 BC. That is the those days which we spoke about in Genesis 1, Genesis 6, 1 through 4. So when it says those days, we're talking about that time frame. So a lot of people don't realize that in your mind. That's a lot of time when it says those days. You just think, oh, I'm just reading that and it says those days. Like uh, 10, 15 years. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. You don't think about it. It is, it is a massive amount of time. And the uh, also after that is therefore referring to the time period roughly of 3000 BC to 2350 BC. And it covers a duration roughly 650 to 700 years leading up to the flood, during which there was a return of the Nephilim. So it's not talking about the time period or just before the prior to the time Moses and the conquest of Canaan, which was about 1400 years later. So when that's why I wanted to show you this graphic here, the Genesis six experiment, they, they were, they were kicking for about 500 years and then they kind of went away, were destroyed. And then they came up again and then God said, and then there was Babel, the tower of Babel. They helped build that. And then God said, dude, this place is out of control. I'm got to wipe this. Okay. Obviously, Whatever they're doing, it's, it's having a great impact on my creation. And they're trying to destroy my seed and my creation. And God said, no, we're going to wipe this out. Mm. So God wipes out the entire planet. And Noah is, and his family is the only one that survived. Um, so we think. There's some people who teach potentially one of <laughs> Noah's children's wives had potentially some Nephilimic blood in there because they know Noah and his family and his kids didn't. Their bloodline was pure. Right. So all purely spectacle because no one truly knows. But there, there, there's some people who teach and believe potentially that. Um, there's also some who, who teach and believe that those underground cave systems and some of the stuff that were built That's what I massively was were, were You could have had oxygen. And they hid out under there enough to preserve life and get through. That would make sense. I was thinking about that today. It's two options that you hear that seem somewhat viable as to how someone could. could Like like how they happen after the flood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to get into like the blood stuff. Um, Because like when. (laughs) So important. Mike and his blood. Yeah. Yeah. When we were. The adrenochrome. (laughs) When I was doing some research into this, like some people were making videos and they were talking about, um, you know, like. B positive, B negative, like that type of blood. Sure. Um, How there's like big differences between the two. Like, for example, if you have a woman who is RH negative and a man who's RH positive gets her pregnant, her body will actually like fight the baby, basically. Yeah, I've heard that. Because have you heard of that? Mm -hmm. No. And they were, yeah, they were talking about like how all these world leaders are basically like RH negative because basically that's a big indicator that like the RH positive and RH negative are not compatible and came from vastly different sources. And people were trying to tie that into the Nephilim. I was wondering if you had heard of that at all or not to that extent. There's a lot of the other, uh, a lot of other blood type stuff that, uh, you know, I've I've read about and learned about a lot of with kind of the the ritualistic sacrifices Mm -hmm. and uh, the need and the function and the purpose of blood within those, because it kind of goes back to the beginning where, you know, even to this day, they can't create life. All they can do is attempt to taint and counterfeit yeah. within the <coughs> rules and tools that God has provided for yeah. them. 
so, I mean, if you look at the number one killer in the world right now, what you look at Bale, Molik, whatever that supreme big of uh, Jupiter yeah. would end up being Zeus. Abortion. Anytime they sacrificed to him, it was living children. So, yeah. so what is the number one sacrifice today? What's the number one cause of murder abortion. in the world today? Abortion. Yeah. And, so. uh, and they've been, I mean, every culture has, has had some kind of, Children sacrifice mm-hmm. r- r- ritual that they've done. Yeah. The Mayans, the Aztecs. Yep, and it's always to feed one of their gods because yeah. they, they need that blood because they think that blood preserves and gives them life in the afterlife and maintains their power within it. Then they do the kind of the, some of the ritualistic trances and prayers and stuff with blood to draw them out of the pits of hell, their spirits, to communicate with them, give them direction, give them whatever they the need disembodiment. for the next steps. Exactly. Yeah. They, they have to have an avatar. That Jesus met. They have to have an avatar to to talk and work and play and and pull through. Avatar. So think about it this way: like one way to look at it is just view it like a mafia. Like everyone th- nowadays is like the mafia is not active. It's like no, it it one hundred percent is still active, oh, making yeah. money. It just looks different because it would get caught if it did it the same way it used to. Yeah, yeah. So this operates the same way. Yes, the shot callers may be in prison, but they still have a phone line to their people. They're still calling the shots. They still know what's going on. Yeah. They're still very aware. Absolutely. And they're still working on their people trying to figure out a way to bust them out that's ahead of them yeah. being locked <clears throat> in permanently. That's a good illustration. So that's, yeah, it's, it's like, a, it's, that's why when you said that earlier, I was like, welcome to the family. That's just, <laughs> it's an easy way. Yeah. For me, it was an easy way to, to think about it and to view it as it, it's run just like a mafia family. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, ne- next question is, is this, and this is for everybody. Um, We've done a Secret Society series. That, by the way. Yeah, those now, so good. we went through some Thank dark you. stuff, and, and we know that these people are in power, these elite people. Is it possible? And that most, most everything we talked about is anti-God, mm-hmm. yeah. is anti, and then Luciferian. Is it possible that be, they're not giants, but they are Nephilim seed, Nephilim genes? Do I... Yes. Hello. Yeah. I. You know. Yeah. There's. There's. Uh, Is that possible that Dr. that's what's happening? Doctor Laura Sanger. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what she's researched and taught. And, and I mean, it's kind of what that, what I lean towards believing, especially if you kind of read her books and go back towards history and the way she's able to point it out and lay out the facts. It it tends to make sense, right? But but she says there's there's nephilimic traits to be able to tell who who may be hosting or pushing that nephilimic agenda who back in the day would, would probably have been a giant because they would be ruling on earth and right. taking, taking over what they need to be. Think of like a Hitler, a Mussolini, a Stalin. You could go back in American history. Karl Marx. And pick them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, could, you could go all the Mal. way through and, and see that. But, but she listed out, I think it was like 10 or 12 just specific traits that you could go and apply to these different people and leaders throughout. Mm-hmm. And it was a really cool filter frame to put over history to see that. And, and it made it, like I said, there's a lot of things taught, but that's kind of where I lean is the fact that, you know, again, to go back to the mafia thing, they still know what they're doing. They're still active. It just, it has to look different because if it's as obvious sure. as it used to be now, all the way back to if, if they announce aliens are real and then they can do it the way they used to do it. I think that's when it hits the fan. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? You're like going to run into be, the hills. Yeah. Oh, you're going to see stuff. You people laughing, playing with spirits are going to see things. They never thought they'd do it. You know, I've told, I think you, Mike, my, my family, my dad has told me stories of his great, great grandpa who used to practice uh, white magic, Mm -hmm. not black. It was white. They swore it was good, but he remembers him casting spells 
standing there watching the axe chop the wood, the wood stack itself, like dancing, almost like literally just like Mickey Mouse and Fantasia. Yeah, Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, like, and I was not, I was not allowed to watch, um, um, uh, what's it called, Smurfs growing up. Ah, oh, dude, yeah. Th- because so many Christians my, say that. My dad recognized the spells from Gargamel. The spells that, that Gargamel yeah. was saying on TV and having the yeah. kids say and stuff were real spells. They do my real dad, spells in the show. They were real spells. I heard my a lot dad, of Christians say that. My dad recognized them and freaked out, turned it off, and yeah. we were not allowed to watch Smurfs. My father-in-law was that way. With, I mean, so uh, I've, I've had like weird kids. stories. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Dude, people who have been around it, like my dad was utterly spooked by it. Yeah. And, and I've had just weird interactions and stuff like that. Where in you know, my past with drugs, I, I've... You know, you've seen things you, you can't unsee, and, and there's a reason that people since the beginning of time have utilized drugs to try to enter into their God's presence because there's there's no guilt, there's no shame. You can be yourself. You feel clean if in that moment. But it's all yeah. counterfeit because, I mean, right. if you get in God's presence, it's the same feeling with no shame at the end of it. You, you, you said you with it. drugs? Yeah. Like yeah. an hallucinogen or yeah. Um, yeah. getting that euphoric they, state. They found cannabis and, like, psychedelics and stuff mm-hmm. on the altars of, of Baal and, yeah. and all these gods, Canaanite gods, uh, Roman, Greek, all the way back to the beginning of time. They found mm-hmm. different hallucinogens and, yeah. and mind-altering substances yeah. on, on the altars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I also, I've also heard that the um, they found a lot of DMT in um, like where the um, the burning bush was. Really? Yeah. What's DMT? Um, Dimethyltryptamine. Yeah. There you go. Wow. You get it? You lick frogs. You ever it's people science. Lick, people licking frogs. No, it's actually it occurs naturally in nature. You yeah. can make it synthetically, but there are a lot of places it, it grows. Now, what's the what's the why that why it's why a is psychedelic? That? So, or what are you saying? Why is that around the bush? The burning bush. He didn't well, really see that. What what's going on? That's what, that's what people are saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, got, okay. he got a contact high or a high somehow. Like how would they know it. that now? Because they said they can find it now. The plants now in that area. Oh, in that area. Oh, so that's that's the um, the idea. The, Which the theory. so, so that last it. those plants were there five thousand six thousand. I, I have no idea. Maybe maybe the toads were. around. That's a little stretch right there. I don't know. They I did regrow one of the olive trees from Jesus's time not too long ago in Jerusalem, which was pretty cool. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't never. I they never pre- knew they were. They preserved some of the. I seeds. didn't know they, they were gone. A, they, yeah, no. Just a lot of the trees from when Jesus walked in Jerusalem are gone. They're not the native trees anymore. It's new ones that have grown in. So they were able to grow from preserved seeds. What? One of the old olive trees was the, the same style, the same family. That wow. Where Jesus walked. Okay. Here's cool. what's cool here. Now I'm just I'm listening to everything. I'm taking this in processing. It, it makes sense to me now that because the, the end game is the same. Destroy the seed, the, uh, mess up the creation. The, the end game is the same, and you can see that on the stage now. The difference is they got destroyed before. That, what, however they were doing it when they were giants, it didn't work. It didn't work out for them. So they had to come up with a new plan. Now they can infiltrate. They're like, let's not be different from the regular people. Let's get in there and infiltrate and do what we need to do. And they won't fight us. They won't fight it. They won't, they won't get us. Yeah, we're desensitized to it. Right. We're so desensitized. Does that make sense? It makes sense. So I'm not entirely sure what you said. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in my mind, I'm thinking that nephilim traits nephilim gene has not not real not 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 somebody that's possessed by a disembodied nephilim okay somebody that was born that has that nephilim seed nephilim gene 
currently today. Like that bloodline. Yes. Okay. And they grow up and they become a Joe Biden. Okay. A Kamala Harris. A Nancy Pelosi. A David A Bill Schum. Yeah, David Rockefeller. So those... All liberals. I'm just... Well, I'm so just the saying fa- the they're all end. anti-God and they want to destroy everything to do with Christianity. It just makes sense to me. And and then on the flip side, we're supposed to... Ah, oh, you need to love and pray for these people. Are they... Can they be saved? I mean, anytime, if there's, anytime you see a Nephilim in the Bible, they're told to be destroyed. I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, it's it's a conflict with inside me. But it is a it truly is a battle of good. You know what I'm evil. saying, Mike? Like, or, yes. or did I? Okay. I get it. Yes. To this day, people call God uh, uh, the God of Christianity every bit as evil Ooh. as the God of of Islam. Just yeah. read the Old Testament. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you're just reading it like that, like just some some fantasy novel, then yeah, cool. It's pretty bloody. But if you go in and study it, every single thing God does is intentional. All the way through the Bible. Absolutely. From having him destroy those bloodlines, all the way through going all the way to Pan's Labyrinth, going to the gates of hell mm-hmm. to do that. Like everything he does was drawing and painting a picture for us today. Like it's, it's I don't know, it's fascinating to me with that. So we, we talked about the Illuminati as part of our series, all those different bloodlines. And they embodied these Nephilimic traits that you mentioned earlier. Are those bloodlines direct descendants of the Nephilim themselves? So that's, yeah, that's what they say. That's the only one who are allowed to be that top level of Illuminati at that top tier class has to be able to trace their bloodlines all the way back to the fall. Mm. And supposedly those families who, who have it can and have proof and are able to do so. The, are I you mean, talking about the Rockefeller? I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, and like I the mean, Rothschilds. I mean, Rothschilds. Like, just like you Can said, you, the Russells. So you, yep. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, what? Just like you said earlier, it, Jacob it, Russell. It literally means red, right? When you know that the Nephilim have red hair, and let's destroy him. I didn't know Russell meant red, but <laughs> does, I, I knew that was one of the lines. Rust red. Yeah. Are you, are you part of that line, or is it? Yeah, I'm trying to blow it. I'm a whistleblower. Edward <laughs> <laughs> Snowden we over just here. Did Edward Snowden. Snowden. Me. God, hey, my uh, my grandpa was a Mason, though. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah. And my grandpa on both sides of the family, my mom and my dad's sides were both Mason. Did did and he led, convert and led the Masonic after? Lodge? How did he? How did he end up? I have no was idea. I'm dead. Well, I mean, was was there a conversion, or did he go? To, oh. Did he go to the grave with a white apron? Because no. that's a that's a no. No, 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 no. No, my pep all was saved. My, oh, okay, my okay. So he got out. God only. Okay. God only Thank God. What? Who my was grandpa. the one who did the white magic? Was that was my dad's side, not my grandpa, but the next one up. Great, 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 great. Okay. Mm. Do you know how he got into that? I have no idea. Interesting. My dad's the one who told me, and I, I wish I could ask him more about that, but he's not. Going back on the uh, the bloodline, mm. yeah. um, you, like you said earlier, whatever they do is a cheap imitation of what God does. Mm. And as as we know in the Bible, and for the Hebrews, genealogy was a big deal. Yes. And I mean, it would make sense for them to be like in the Illuminati, in the Illuminati. Hey, you know, can you trace your bloodline back? Because we know that's a big deal. Because right, it's done. In in uh, you're right. Yeah. What? It, yeah. What? It, you're right. What if there's a book somewhere and they have to, yeah. they have to follow this book back and go, oh wait, my great 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 grandfather was right. here and they have to trace it back and they have to make sure it's pure, just like the way they did with Jesus. Mm-hmm. They, had, yeah. they had to make yeah, sure Jesus was legitimized yep. by having by the genealogy. family tree in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. That it was as pure as he claimed it to be. Yeah. This that, would that also explain sense. why no, that's there's really good. That's so much inbreeding in a lot of these Illuminati bloodlines. Because we came across that in our research. There's sure just like did, yeah. so much inbreeding. It's because to them, they don't see it as incestual and bad. It, 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 it's 
promoting the point of of mm-hmm. diluting the DNA. And right. They're trying to give it as pure as they exactly. can. Exactly. Their type of purity. Right. But they don't control and can't create life like God. Dude, they're dumb, right? Like God's obviously yeah. nothing happens on this earth and in this world unless God allows it to happen. So like even if they think like, yes, our plan worked, we break them, like it's going to roll right into Revelations and then we know. It ha- you know what I mean? Like, so oh my gosh. Yeah. You know how this Hitler. ends, but. Hitler wanted to keep the the uh, pure race. He did. Yeah. Wow. The Aryan race. Is it? Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Aryan. 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 Wow. Is that, is that just white boy? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. I think it, there's a bunch specific, of crackers. Blonde specific, hair. Yeah. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Oh yeah, the blonde. Okay, I missed yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Never mind that Hitler no. had black. Hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here, folks. Everyone but me. Everyone Keep burning the books. <laughs> but I mean, speaking specifically of the Nazis, that's why they were huge Satanists and occult. Oh my occultists. gosh! Like you can read about the the science experiments that Joseph Mendel did on on specifically oh. Jewish kids on purpose. Again, let's go back to the bloodline here. Yeah, like he was attacking the bloodline, the bloodline yeah. of Jesus. He went straight for the Jews and he rounded them up in concentration camps, and then he studied them, tormented them, experimented on them for five years. I mean, it's. Not that it could be even more, any more perverted or gross, but like to even look at it like that, like because we know he was experimenting, but to what end? Well, now you know you kind of know. Yeah, like this it was all towards the occultist Satan, like nefarious. Nothing good could come from it on these pure, poor little. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, yeah, it's insane. But the way the devil works, he had a fresh cache of experiments, like just for five years. All right, you got five years to do this. See what you can find out. Yeah. And it's and, and it's interesting that and then uh, we brought him over here. It's interesting, Satan. Yeah, it, that's his we plan. brought several. <laughs> what yeah. was that other guy we brought over? Von Braun. Yeah, the one who made the atomic bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that Nagasaki was on the thirty third parallel? You guys know the thing with the thirty third parallel? No, no. do that. tell. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. This show is all about that. What's that's with the occultist with everything with the thirty third parallel. Thirty third degree Mason is the highest level. Yeah. Um. So everything they do is on the. Kennedy was killed on the 33rd parallel um, where what he was that actually mean? shot. It's a, it's a point of power and completion within the Messianic Lodge. So it, it's... What do you mean he was killed on it? On the 33rd parallel plane, longitude latitude, on the 33rd parallel. Gotcha. Like okay, gotcha. Up, Thank you. You can go throughout history, and if you Googled... I did not know that. Historical events that, that is wild. the 33rd parallel, it'll blow your mind because it's a wow. point of power and completion. That's so what insane. about... Another so what cheap, were you, so another what, cheap imitation... Wow. So what were you saying about the other uh, 33rd? Yeah. I forgot. I... <laughs> what did I say? Wait, what? what was that? Well, he, he started talking about uh, something was on the 33rd, just like JFK. The uh, before that. Yeah. No, Nag- uh, Nagasaki. Hiroshima, oh, yeah. Nagasaki. Nagasaki, yeah. Nagasaki, yeah. was on the 33rd parallel. And I'm trying to remember. Oh, wow. Our 33rd Here comes president. the sun. Do, 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 I think it was our 33rd do, do, do. president who, who during World War II who fired it. Oh, okay. Interesting. Look it up. I think it is. Oh, the 33rd wow. president, and it was on the 33rd parallel. Yeah, 33rd. Yeah. So look it up. It's insane. Them. It's insane. You'll see all kinds of, which, you know, David's was 444, was the number of harmony, and the, the supposedly the the frequency he played at to, to loosen the tormenting spirit. And Saul. And Saul. Yeah. Was mm-hmm. the frequency 444. So, like, you can find that healing frequency. Like, you can YouTube and listen to it. Some people listen to it just to sleep. Frequency 444. Uh, but that's supposedly David's frequency. Dude, if you get into sounds and frequencies, Jason. Oh, definitely. Bro, it is. Yeah. It's crazy. It's all about the vibration. It's crazy. Those but, good vibrations. But, yes. Well, that goes all the way back to the building of the pyramids and everything. They think they built through magnetism and vibrations. They were able to balance the polarity and utilize vibrations to help these blocks move themselves. That's the, 
I never heard that. They have talk about that? when tech, I have heard when that. civilization crashed, it was rebuilt, and we went the way of combustion versus right. the way of yeah. They were alchemy way more advanced than we are right now. Oh, 100 percent. That's why it looked different, and that's why we think they were that we were smarter than them, and they're dumb. No, yeah, right. We just, no, no, we no, just no. went the way of combustion. We didn't have the help per se of living that is a great analogy to do it. You know mm-hmm. what you just so. said, the combustion. Yeah, that's the, well. That's the difference in our technology. Right. I yeah, think points where the revolution changed for this civilization. If you and will. I think if you think about it, Noah was what a farmer. Hmm? I mean, what he what did he do? Nothing. He, he didn't do any of that stuff. He didn't know how to build a computer. You know what I'm saying? He built yeah. a boat. The frequency stuff, is and he crazy. had a bunch of animals. So when he got off, what do you think the world's going to do? I mean, think about it. If if the world was flooded right now, and I was the only one around. We're done. But again, all of all, we're not making pyramids again. Like there's, but, and there's a <laughs> we're reason not, for it because we're looking, we're, we're making huts, and I'm getting drunk at a vineyard. We're not involved with fallen angels like <laughs> they were. Like you know that's what I true. Mean? Like everything that they were doing, all those alchemy and the sciences and the magic were all tied into spiritual worship outside of our Creator. It, yeah, it was all it was all revolving around a power source of a fallen earth, right? Not so it was it was bending the fallen earth to your will. It was not so much men discovering. And I think it's the book of Enoch where it even says God's mad that men didn't get to discover technology on their own, to create it and develop it on their own. Like he meant that to be a blessing for, for to mankind, them to discover. Not for angels to be like, this is how you do it. Hey, no, look, not yeah. use it to serve me. Because that's what happened. Like anyone anyone who, you know, is thinking exactly. doing a good thing for you usually has something self serving behind it. And that's basically what they did. They gave him a gift to use it to serve themselves. And God got mad at it. And think about interesting. And, and if you think about it, before the flood, there was a canopy around the earth. There was a canopy that helped them. They were just theoretically different. No, because in the Bible it says, Bible says it. when the know, when the water of the deep interpretations of when the water of the deep came up, it burst through the firmament and and broke right. it. You think that's when Pangaea happened? Yeah. Are you? I, is that what you? I, I, that's I, what I, I think. I, I told the guys a couple weeks ago. I, I think I'm, I'm in this point where I'm. I'm rethinking the. Yeah. I'm rethinking. <laughs> Repositioning the continents. As no, I'm no, rethinking my ideas of Genesis. Okay, that's what yeah, so, yeah. so I'm trying. I don't have a concrete yeah. idea right now, but whether um, you're creationist or right, naturalist or right or like the time frame strict worldview. Yeah, like I don't the time frame. Yeah. like I don't. Yeah. I my, my pastor, you're trying to figure it my out. My pastor back yeah. home th- thought people existed prior to and Adam and Eve were yeah. a brand new creation unto right. the earth. Right. In addition to Neanderthal and everyone who was yeah. broken already there, yeah. which would be separate from Neanderthal and all those people right. came from the fall of Nephilim and yeah. them experimenting with people right. creating this yeah. alternative. Yeah. There's, there's every bit as many stories about pygmies as there are giants. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, oh, absolutely. And I don't yeah, subscribe yeah, yeah, right. to the timeline. Like, uh, you know, like people say that the earth is 7,500 um, years yeah. old uh, around that, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't subscribe to that. I, I don't know, but I, I, I don't think it's, I mean, we know enough with science today mm-hmm. to date things. We know enough by looking outside of our universe to date the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, though, I, I want to live in a I want to live in a Christianity that we don't separate our Christian views with science, and I want them to be married rather than not. You know what I mean? I think I think traditionally we're getting to a point where science <coughs> supports Christianity, right. where it used to be used to oppose it. Right. Well, let me prove right. that's yeah. false with science. Right. We've gotten to a point where I think science is starting to prove it. And again, but as a Christian, you have to have an open mind, right? right. Like, yeah. um, and again, to go back to the first thing, it's such a peripheral belief 
Like, I really hope as Christians, we're not out here bashing each other about, like, how long the earth's been around. Right. We got more important stuff to do. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, flat just, throw it, just throwing that minor Well, I was going to say this. That. Because this, I love that. I always have an open mind. And try absolutely. To like, I, I, think, I think what it boils down to is, is as long as the, you've been presented with the gospel and you know where your eternal life yeah, is, is heading... All this other stuff, yeah, secondary. Yeah, the, the prereqs are low. Right. I mean, the gate is well, as, narrow. As long as as long as you know there's an afterlife yeah. and where and where you're going, and you've put your trust in Jesus, all this other stuff. I, I mean, it, it shouldn't shake that. Is right. what I'm uh, saying. But I like you know what I'm said, saying. I like what Jacob said earlier when he said that uh, knowing all this information, though knowing these different ideas, yeah, it, it kind of, it benefits and makes it your mm-hmm. faith it really does fulfilling. Um, it's so much deeper. Yeah, so much deeper. Yeah, and you because feel, you can see how big your God really is. You feel right, more connected right. to yeah. it, right? Like, yeah. I think it's easy to look at. It's hard sometimes to put ourselves in the position of the disciples, because we're like, "Oh my God, they're in the Bible. They're a finished product. Look how Peter's the rock of <laughs> yeah. the church." Da, da, da. I'm reading it. Yeah, yeah, like if if we only if God if we only had the opportunity to see our end story and how it looked when we were done i feel like we would be every bit as satisfied and happy with ourselves as we are with the disciples and that's not to say in an effort to not try as hard we need to strive to be better every single day but i think people read the bible and get so hard on themselves but i think if they understood the context of the scripture and what was really going on it would alleviate some of that pressure and that burden of just well let me place myself into this scripture well you don't really belong there all the time just <laughs> There's some you don't just place yourself into. You pull from context yeah. and you learn and you educate yourself. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think it helps with a better understanding of the Bible. But I think with, with clarity, with reading the Bible, it's been extremely beneficial as well. Yeah, I agree. Let me ask you this. And then I check everything with Pastor Troy. If I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that, I'm going to call Pastor Troy. <laughs> yeah. So we brushed a moment ago on like science and, you know, supporting Christianity. Do you think that there's still a big element of science that has an adversarial view towards Christianity. Like we talked, we spoke before we started recording about the Smithsonian and, you know, a bunch of people having testimony of reporting giant skeletons to them. They come and collect the giant skeleton and then basically they bury it. They don't tell anyone about it. It's not on display anywhere. Do you think that they're doing that to basically do what they can to, you know, discredit Christianity? Yes. Yeah, like if they let that be known, would that reinforce Christianity? And are they not comfortable with doing that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I truly do think it's all controlled narrative. I, I don't remember the exact date, but I think it's something like 1936 or 1926. If you look at the newspaper before that point, which is when the Smithsonian got involved, they report giant bone findings all the time. Like I said, you can go to your favorite explorers in history. They wrote about all the giants they saw at these places. Like it was this, it was a known thing. And we've been so washed from it. Why? Mm -hmm. Unless you're preparing something involving it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I may not know the end game, but I feel like it's very intentional that Mm -hmm. it's not allowed to be talked about. Or if you do bring it up or talk about it, you're labeled as crazy or conspiracy theorist or right. Like that's the part I just don't understand if it's so, if it's real enough that I don't know, in the day and age of the internet, you can only keep a lie locked so long. And right. I feel like they've lost the lie and they've lost their grip on it. It just not, I'm not saying there are 40 <clears throat> foot, 50 foot people walking around, but I do believe there were races of people 10, 15 foot tall yeah. walking yeah. around that you'll find bones for. And it shouldn't blow your mind if you do, because they've been noted over and over in history. Yep. Like you can't pick and choose what parts of history you like because it makes sense in your little mind. That is like a good point. You, yeah. you, you have to take it for what it is because you're going to relive it otherwise. 
Like if a giant showed True. up right now, I don't think any four of us would freak out. We'd be like, hey, I've read about you. Uh, There'd be I mean, a lot I would, of people. I'd peop- freak out if I yeah. saw giant. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it, but <laughs> it, be quite honest. But you wouldn't think like, oh my God, alien invasion. Just, just, you know, I don't you know. Wouldn't I think think no, you wouldn't think. You have I think you'd freak out because you're actually physically seeing it. Yeah, but yeah. And I'd say you wouldn't freak out and be like, oh, where'd you come from? And we have to destroy it. Go grab some guns. I kind of want to get it. Who's got the slinging stone? No. I'd want to befriend him, Harry and the Hendersons. Yes. So th- doesn't he have? Doesn't he have the the? the Listen, guys. I know you've been treated bad. Uh, well, no, come on in the house. But there are explorers. There are some of the explorers who talk about the the uh, Americas before it was colonized. That there were good and bad giants. There were some races of giants that took them in, that helped them camp, that took care of them, that that they said they felt secured inside their fortress walls because they were bigger than everyone else's. They would trade with them. So I mean. Uh, it, that kind of threw me for a loop because I always assume like primal beast yeah. mental <clears throat> capacity. Yeah. Cause you'll like Magellan, the one I keep bringing him up cause that's the one I was reading about recently. <clears throat> they saw a giant standing on a beach, throwing dirt on itself, spinning around, pointing at the sun. No, oh, he was on true. I don't think you're all there when I read that, but right. <laughs> you know, um, Magellan and his story, they tried to kidnap two. They did kidnap two, got him on the ship and they didn't survive the what? trip. Yeah, I'm serious. This is all in the same book that we take all the other facts from Magellan. Mm-hmm. It's all his writings. But they, they actually kidnapped two of the giants from Patagonia. Right. And Alive? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They tri- so they didn't know anything about handcuffs or what they were, so they tricked them into putting on a pair of handcuffs. And then as soon as they figured out, they tried to pull or move. It said they freaked them out, and they started screaming, and then all the other giants attacked. So they somehow incapacitated them. I don't remember exactly. And then drugged the other ones, like all the men drugged the two giants, got them aboard the ship, um, and then they died a long way, so they couldn't even get them there alive. Wow. So they started rotting, and so they ended up dumping the bodies all the way back. So there's no proof. They dumped them in the middle of the ocean. But Magellan wrote about it. Yep. Like, it was all captured in there. Hey, you know what? Here's what's funny, where you're talking about the bones and the narrative. Okay, we've got the Smithsonian and all these museums of bones that we found. We made these dinosaurs. How come we had made giant men in these, right? Why the dinosaur? Doesn't fit the narrative. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if you found, like you said, they turned it in and then they came back and said, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah. We didn't have any big bones. We, we, like they destroyed it or something. Why didn't they put that up in a well, museum? I mean, look at this. Like even, even the skull wrapping and, and elonging and stuff. Where would they get the idea to do that if they hadn't seen it from somebody else who, who looked different or was misshapen or was probably not 100% human, may have been a Nephilim, may have been part of an old race. But mm. they're, they're, that's literally a sign of royalty in multiple generations, in multiple civilizations throughout history. It is a sign of royalty to have a cone-shaped, elongated, alien-shaped head. Don't think they just made that up. Yeah. They learned that from somewhere. There's a reason that every emperor, that every uh, pharaoh, that everyone claimed to be offspring of a king, and that's what made them the rightful heir to power to go back to the, the heritage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that, it made you a ruler if you had that right bloodline. That right bloodline, the right bloodline was shown by the characteristics. Yeah. What you look like, the features, how you ruled. You see that a lot when you see pictures of Jacob Rothschild. Because a, a lot of people are like, notice the elongated but the head. the way you said that and looked at his me. fingers, <laughs> his hands are friggin' massive. With such conviction. Yes. Dude, no, his fingers are probably like, they look like double the length of mine, I swear. His yeah. hands are his hands are. Going back long. to that physical trait, the, um, the elongated head, cone mm-hmm. head, mm-hmm. that makes me think of just aliens. Mm-hmm. The whole mythology behind aliens. What do they look like? Elongated yeah. heads. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. The, the table is set. There you go. It's interesting. Yep. Yeah. Like one of my favorite historical figures was Attila the Hun. And and they mm. were they were a nomadic uh, yeah, horse riding people. They they conquered Rome, which was insane at the time, but it was because they introduced a new style of warfare. But yeah. their people were known for rat, skull wrapping and because it made them look scary and intimidating on the battlefield because they looked different. And that was so many years after all this, like Rome's already, you know, towards the end, mm-hmm. but even they knew about it at the time. You know what I mean? To make yourself look like a fearsome, scary and powerful. Yeah. Being. Put fear being. in their hearts. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it looks crazy. I don't know. I would call someone Beavis and Butthead if I saw him today. Like yeah. it's not scary at all. So we obviously know nothing about the culture behind that. Yeah. But I have to assume they weren't stupid. There's a reason for it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I'm not naive enough to think that one day they just wrapped their head and said this. Look, look at me. I am the captain now. Mm-hmm. Just because they had like a long head. Here's something to think about. So, the, the wa- we've talked about the Nephilim are the offspring of the, the Watchers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when, when they were born, did they have to be raised and taught to be who they were? Or is it just instinctively... I know I come from this. You think they were just different? Like, or did they have to be raised to like, hey, you're going to, we need to destroy this creation of our enemy. Uh, your your father was a was an angel. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think or, or, was, or was it just. They were still directly involved at that time. So I think there was, everything's legacy. So do they, do they have to be taught or I'm was sure. it just instinctively, I'm a Nephilim. I need to be evil. Programmed to kill. Yeah. Is you think? I don't know. That's weird to I think about, right? I would think anything fallen is prone to hate and selfishness. I mean, oh, that's I'm, good. I'm, that's a good I'm point. I'm a parent. I don't mean that to be rude towards anyone else if you think <clears throat> your kid's an angel, but even you'll find out at a point every every <laughs> human being is born selfish and self centered. Because of the fall, and, yeah. And me focused. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to assume, I mean, you know, them no different, probably a way more evil because that does pass through genetics and bloodlines. You'd, you'd have to think. Hell no, that's crazy. That's a yeah. good point, though, right? I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts about like the whole giant of Kandahar story. We mentioned that before we mm-hmm. got on air, which was basically in Afghanistan. Some, uh, I think it was Navy SEALs, right? And when was Rangers? Yeah, let's place. talk about that. It was Rangers. I think it was Rangers. 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 When did yeah. it take place? It was when we first went out to Iraq uh, for the weapons of mass destruction. Oh, so oh, the mid nineties, like ninety five. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, wait, wait, it? wait, no, no, no. Weapons of mass destruction. That was, was that after 9-11? Yeah, it was after. Was after oh, wait, that was yeah. before Desert Storm? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, Desert wow. Storm was after Saddam Hussein. We went after the WMDs after 9-11. Yeah, remember? Oh, got I always get it messed remember up they, because... Remember we made up that big old lie? Yeah. Well, there's... <laughs> it's not really a lie if you consider, if you think about it like this, there's a number of people who think that WMDs were codenamed for giants. Well, and because, um, I guess if you look at it in that way, yeah. Because... The giant of Kandahar was one. Supposedly, they found Gilgamesh's tomb around that time. Um, and then we confiscated Gilgamesh's body, the U.S. government. I mean, by we, supposedly. So, huh. Where, really? Of, Where's that at? Well, Smithsonian has it's a in a black site? Somewhere. But again, that's, you know, if, if you if you go down that line, they want his body to to utilize his DNA to rebuild and regrowth and reborn Nephilim giants. Like, that's their whole goal. So, some secret society, I'm sure, Rothschild <coughs> has him somewhere. But yeah. super um, soldiers. But yeah, but that's that's what there's there's a whole lot of people who think that's what we went over there for because of all the rumors, the the warnings, the sayings, the tales of all the giants and everyone out there that that are our specific purpose. And supposedly they found it um 
oh, where was it? Somewhere they were going to take it to like their museum of antiquities and stuff like that and started moving stuff there. And if you go look at the war, like we basically took over their museum for like four or five months or whatever, basically right. it, took what we wanted out <laughs> of it and they gave it back over to them and never told anyone why we were setting up posts at their museum. Wow. Antiquities. So just confiscating their antiquities. Just taking, yeah, anything wow. we felt was giant related or anything like that. That's, that's, that's what they think. Kind of so. sounds like what the Nazis did with the. So is that where they found the, the giant of Kandahar? Was that museum they, they set the no, post No, so up? the giant of Kandahar was an actual fight that took place while they were out there. We were in a, they were in guard in a village and the village told um, the rangers, they were looking for somebody, one of the people on their, their list. And they were looking up north and the people told them, you know, look out for the, the giant up there. He's not nice. He's mean. And they were like, ah, whatever, da, da, da. So they kept going on their patrol, and they got up to the cave, and the, the giant came out of the cave. They saw him, apparently stabbed one with the spear, like just picked him up with it and the spear, and then uh, they unloaded a clip in him. And just, I don't remember what the call sign is to, to literally use every last bullet you have on you, but that's the call sign they were given. Mm-hmm. So everyone just unloaded on him, just blasted him to smithereens. Then a Black Hawk helicopter came out, or not Blackhawk, uh, a big helicopter came out, took yeah. the body, boop, got away, like nothing ever happened again. And then none of the people were allowed to talk about it, supposed to talk about it. But when you're out there on post, I mean, a lot of rumors and stuff started spreading and people telling the story of what was really going on. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people who have said it's it's the real deal. It's yep. the real. And there's pictures supposedly floating around of what that giant looked like. And for Gilgamesh, there's an actual drawing supposedly they wouldn't let any pictures get out, but somebody made a drawing of what he looked like loaded up right before he went on the helicopter. I'll have to see if I can find that. If yeah. I can, I'll send it to you guys. Wow. There was the a giant spotting recently. There was a giant spotting recently in like Wyoming. Oh, Are you talking that? about on the mountain? Yeah, that mountain. Yeah, well, that, I figured that was a hoax. Was it a hoax? Yeah. Dude, was that I, that guy that went missing? Yeah. Okay. I started researching it and... Yeah. So I, for one, I still 100% believe there are giants who are still living and walking the earth. I don't, I don't believe per se they are like active Nephilim who are out to destroy Christians and Christianity. I think by this point, some of them are just like outcasts and on the outskirts of society and not living in caves. Yeah. They have no choice because it's how they were raised and they were told to be afraid and stay away from people or they'll kill you. You know what I mean? Would yeah. You, would you consider Andre the giant? Um, <laughs> Since his name's dude was, <laughs> the dude was dude seven, was a giant seven four he has gigantism five hundred and twenty pounds yeah he could drink like seventy beers dude, and not get drunk yeah. to see him hold a beer his can his hand yeah, yeah it looks like me holding one of Sailor's juice boxes yeah. like yeah. it's just and that yeah. he's on the he's on the shorter end of the giants too because yeah. who's, who's the tallest recorded human in recent history it was was he like eight eleven mm-hmm. or something like that he looks um, goofy that's sounds a great right. question yeah, something, something like that. that. But, I mean, the gigantism is still, I mean, it's a real thing. It's a disorder, but, you know, it's crazy to me. And you hear, you'll hear people try to, try to label the giants of the Bible as normal humans with gigantism. Yeah, 8-11. Oh, nice. Oh, spot on. Robert Wadlow. Yep. But, like, if you look at him, if you see him, he, he looks like elongated and different. It looks like he can barely move. Right, yeah. And, and so you'll hear a lot of people like... Like clearly a disability. Yeah, like nowadays they'll be like, well, look at how they mentioned that Goliath was slow and da-da-da. And I'm like, plotting doesn't mean look. mentally disabled. <clears throat> so they've tried to attach like this modern gigantism uh, genetic disorder onto what is a genetic giant. Not, yeah. not a disorder, but bred with mm. their DNA to be a giant, which would be a killing machine. And you yeah. know... And that's why and maybe it's just tainted and it turned into this, which is not like it used to be. And, and if you think about it, that's why with old worlds, wars and stuff like 
remember Troy, the, the movie, but the battle, obviously. Yeah. The way they fought was David and Goliath. You picked your best versus our best and saved the slaughtering of everything else. Because yeah. if you had a giant, nobody was going to go out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that's why they offered before, hey, we've got a giant. You know, if you guys want to just give up or put one of your guys out the Yeah, fight. just you know, who's your champion? Yeah, exactly. Send him forth. And that whole that whole system of fighting that way and doing that is is kind of, you know, of that time and past that time of doing it. Yeah, which makes what sense. error was that? Because that's the same thing that happened with with David. Mm-hmm. That he was he was out there taunting time. them. Yeah, that's what they were. Send us out do. your best. Nope. Yeah, that's how they used to fight. So, yeah. so you believe that there's giants still out there? I I, I still believe that there's giants out there. I do. I believe there's pockets in mountains and in certain areas, and I think there are some places where the people know of them and, and allow them to live in peace and respect them. Because again, I'm not saying I don't believe they're all evil like that. Yeah, not any more evil than anyone else who's born. Antarctica would be a well, good place. I Ooh, think they would yeah. have to be. Ra- I think yeah. they like used to be. They would be raised probably in a community, mm-hmm. and and they were taught that way. Here's who we are. Here's what our. Purposes. Here's what we do. Yeah. Now, like you're saying, Survival. outcast. I don't Survival. even know what I'm. What? Why am I like this? Yeah. I don't even know what's happening. Yeah. And why our, are these Marines shooting at me? Right? I'm just trying to get a, a a meal. Where's the sheep? Yeah. A lot of people will theorize that Antarctica is a place where they're able to kind of like have their colonies. Because we can't fly over it. Yeah, because there's no... They live underground. There's no unauthorized travel, I think, below the... Ooh, hollow earth. Below the 60th parallel, something like that. What if they're in hollow earth? Yeah, that's another theory. There's been rumors that there are giants in Nephilim that are kept alive down there Mm -hmm. in in Antarctica, down Mm -hmm. there in those subchambers for experimentation. That's been recorded. Well, I mean, I wonder if there's anybody alive that unloaded their clip on this guy in Kandahar. They can talk about this. There's always been like a friend of a friend. Can talk every every story I've ever read has been like a friend of a friend. Well, I know the guy who was in, in the... I, have a I buddy. know the guy who was there. What? I, have a buddy over yeah. here. I heard this while I was there from somebody I trust who was there. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. they had to sign like NDAs, basically. Well, you, You'll get Clinton. If they were to say... Oh, now, yeah, you know dude, the body count. Dude, yep. you, you would... You'd, you get Vince Fostered. Yeah. And <laughs> at that, they would walk up and do it in public and be like, killed himself. Yeah. Killed himself. We're good. So y'all saw that, right? George Floyd. Yeah, right. So Byron and Jason, do you guys think there are still giants out there? Um, I haven't seen a giant, but since I know that they existed and we have record uh, manuscripts that they did exist, and then we have stories, pocket stories going around in the earth right now that somebody has seen one, somebody has shot one, somebody... Native Indians did it. I'd have to say that they are still out there. I just haven't seen them, but I have no evidence or I have nothing to make me think that they are not here. Yeah. Yep. Just because I haven't seen them, I can't say that they're not here because of all this evidence. So you're open to it. Yes. And I don't trust the Smithsonian at all. Not at all. But I still want to go back next time I go to D.C. So don't don't blacklist me. I'm going this summer. (laughs) Don't blacklist me. I want to go next one there. Yeah. Yeah, Ask them where they got the giants. I want to tell you. Where do you keep the giants? Like, is there a bottom chamber? The dude's like, hey, bro, come here. I'm going to show you. Yeah, listen. Hey, look. We have a sub basement. Studio 33. Yeah. Club 33. Giants or no giants? I'm open to it. Open to the idea? Okay. I'm open to it. I think there are giants. I'm not just. I think once I get done um, with this Genesis, you know, unpacking, I'll be uh, read Dr. Michael Heiser. Michael Heiser, the Unseen Realm. Okay. If you want to watch, so they turned that. That was his. That so. Our rest in peace, Dr. Heiser. He passed away like a month ago of cancer. But he's the one who got me hooked on this. Was his teachings, and and his whole goal is to try to bring the the current reader into the biblical worldview Mm -hmm. reader and how they view it. Yeah. So he breaks it all down, starting with the beginning time yeah. of Revelation. 
Um, so he's got the naked Bible podcast, or he's got the unseen realm book. He's got a book on demons, angels. Then they turn the unseen realm into a movie. So it's like an hour and a half long documentary, um, Mm. which I I have an account downloaded. If you want to let me know of, did you end up watching it? Which one? The unseen realm. No, you I didn't. You that. I thought I'd send it to you. No, I just got the Shamgar. The Shamgar one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If y'all want to check that out, let me know. It's really, really good. But it, it'll, especially if you're going back through the Old Testament and, and especially in Genesis, I think you'd get a lot out of it. Like the way he unpacks yeah. it. It, okay, would, it would provide okay, some yeah. insight. I'm yeah, not saying shoot, that shoot that would me, be the way. You did you say you're reading text. Edonk too? Yeah, I have the book. Yeah. Yeah, my buddy. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good parallel. You should just, because it, it cooperates. It goes good together. Yeah. Oh, so he I'm, o- I'm open to him. I, I don't know yet, but I'm I'm not saying they Cause don't. Because Enoch was, and then he was not. I, and Hydra <laughs> will be the first one to tell you. He, he believes giants walk the earth, but he he his term of giant is like the 10 to 15 foot variety. He's mm-hmm. like, you're not going to ever hear me teach or think that there are 20 foot, 40 foot, 50 foot mm-hmm. giants walking this earth. I'm sorry. He said, I just can't go that far, you know. Mm-hmm. But he was like, but what I can prove and what I can tell through translation is that we've had it all wrong. Mm. Like, and it's because they were scared of it. People were scared of it because it was supernatural. And if you couldn't justify it in this world, people didn't want to teach it. Yeah, I get it. So his whole goal is to unpack that to where pastors and and people and believers aren't scared of the supernatural, but they embrace it to supplement the faith they already have. Mm. So he's he's a phenomenal teacher. Mike, how do you feel? How do you feel about all this information? Yeah, what do you got? The Nephilim. I'm into it. I think we got to the bottom of it. Yeah. This is fun, man. I it's love definitely it's definitely happening. Yeah, dude. But you can go so like, man. You can talk about how the Nephilim are tied into the Federal Reserve through the Illuminati, and, and how the Illuminati and the Federal Reserve banking system are pushing the Nephilimic agenda, which is driving us further towards the end time. The one world. I mean, there's so many different like ways that this goes. Like once you just start looking at you know the, the start the basic point right here. My my. My enjoyment and my pleasure is usually in the more historical stuff. I don't dig too much into as far as like the current agendas and what's going on. Freaks me out, man. Mm-hmm. Like I do does. it and I'll do it, but it's, I don't actively search it. But if I see how it ties in, I, I, but I dig a lot more into the history side on the, on the back end. So, yeah. But like the CERN lab and what they're doing, Ooh. like have y'all talked about them? Not yet. I, I don't remember hearing about it on your show. Not, not yet. Th- yeah, we should for sure. Holy Put it on the catalog. We've talked about it. Stargate. I think we've had Star- our talk about Have it. Have we? Talk, yeah, no, talk about having it on the catalog. Oh, yeah. Blatantly and openly trying to open a portal to the other world. Yeah. Like, that would be the, the easiest way to break them out of jail. Just transfer Well, sure. I think, like what you just mentioned, with the Federal Reserve, the one, the elites, the globalist, the Nephilim agenda is basically, they know their time is, they know where they're going. The Nephilim agenda is the one world agenda. They're, they're, their goal, hey, let's make the Christians... As miserable as possible before we're out of here. Oh, and, and that's scriptural because Jesus says, if "You know they, what I'm saying? If they hated me, they're going to hate you even more." Let's so make in the them last as days. miserable as possible. Let's make them get rid of their cash. I'll go. I'll go one further. Electric cars. I don't think this generation can't get out of your home. <laughs> this generation of Christians has never even had to deal with that kind of political pressure. As a oh believer. heck no! And I think that's going to be the challenge to the church and to all of us. Mm-hmm. Is and, and it's why I think you're seeing a what lot. What do you of mean, people. like in America? Yeah, yeah. 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 They're not used to poli- religious persecution, right? So we're going to have it and, and have to face it like we never have. Yeah. I mean, look at the shooting a couple of days ago. They're not yeah. wanting to charge it as a hate crime. How? Right. She went in after a, a she, pastor's daughter. You mean 
it. <laughs> Pat. Pat went after a, anyone. Who's it's Pat. Age, Nobody knows that reference. Um, <laughs> you got me. So going back, but they to don't our, even want to charge that hate crime. That just yeah. it's cra- It's starting. Like as a yeah. Christian, you're already an outcast. So going back yeah. to our um, secret society saga that we did. Right. We had a hierarchy of like secret societies. That we were did from on the top. Who who did we label on the top? I think we, we put the Illuminati. Illuminati. Yeah. So with that being said, there is another hierarchy of a bloodline. Which would be Nephilim, right? Mm, the Nephilimic. But the Nephilimic bloodlines tie it to the Illuminati. You can't be in the Illuminati unless you can right. prove a Nephilimic bloodline. But you, but you, the, their agenda, without the, without the title of Illuminati, mm. that that is the the I guess the club that you would have to. Yeah. So all of to. those all of those secret societies are pushing that same agenda. So they're all yeah. They're all they're all, they're all the effectively are... working towards right. what the Nephilim want, and that's the Nephilimic agenda. So yeah, if you view it like that, they're here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else is Down supporting there. this agenda yeah. here in various ways. We just yeah. cracked the case. But if you yeah. pull, yeah, I mean, getting marching orders and stuff. Like I think there's so. a counterfeit for everything, right? <laughs> it's set up just like the church. There's a head, Christ. There's multiple types of churches and in, in Christian and within Christianity, different beliefs. Again. The peripherals, as long as it doesn't take you away from the faith, I think there's something for everybody. If you're straight her- heretical or like blaspheming, I don't consider you a part of this. But like spirit filled, like who believe in Jesus, sure. Catholics, Baptist, Protestant, like I think all those denominations, just like all of these secret societies, we're all serving the same purpose of right, right, right. pushing the gospel and expanding the church, whereas they're trying to expand. Right. The Nephilimic agenda. And the hierarchy is Satan going down. Exactly. Yeah, looks and, it's, and, it's, and it's mirrored, just like everything. Everything that he's it's not smart imitation. enough to do anything himself. Yep. He mirrors everything that God does. Because he can't create. Because he can't create. Wow. Right. So if you think about it like that, it's set up the yeah. same way. So the church has a very real battle on its hands. Like we, you join the church, you are handpicked, called out. You're now battling against this agenda. And, and Paul and Peter the whole new Testament are so open and honest about the spiritual warfare aspect of being yeah. a believer. They, they try to call it as honest and open as they can. Yeah. Your eternal life is secure, but I'm going to make it hell right now for you, yeah. bro. <laughs> it's crazy. Fight back. Hey Jacob, I thank you so much for uh, joining us on the show today. It was a blast talking about the Nephilim. Yeah, you guys good. got any final thoughts? No, this was awesome. Thank yeah, you very much. Good. Thank you so oh, much for uh, joining us. Um, uh, I've got nothing else. We all believe giants are here. Yes. I love what y'all are doing, by the way. Keep doing it. No Thank problem, you, dude. Keep, keep pursuing truth. Hey, make sure you follow us. Uh, if you are if you pay for Spotify, you can hit the follow button. If you subscribe on Apple, make sure you click the review button. Give us a five star. A one star if you don't like it, but I'd prefer a four, a five star. And write us a review if you like us, okay? And if you're listening on YouTube, Rumble and BitChute, and you like this episode, please share, like, and subscribe, and leave a comment. If you're listening on any other podcasting platforms, please follow, turn on notifications so you never miss when we publish an episode. If you did not like this episode, I thank you for listening this long. And tune in next week when you might hear Jacob say, Huh?